I absolutely see physique changes when I'm consistently animal based. But one important thing, like I said, is that it's not full carnivore. So I'm absolutely not restricting any food groups. I'm simply eating foods that are really nutrient dense and make me feel amazing. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Wholehearted Health Podcast. I'm your host, Elsie Seberg. And on this show, we are going to chat all things nutrition, mindset, and fitness to help you find your balance in your health journey and feel the most confident and free by making sense of one topic at a time. What is up, you guys? This topic came from an Instagram question box. And so I wanted to just keep things really relevant to you guys. Obviously, I talk about what's applicable to most of my clients, you know, in the holistic health space, reverse dieting space. But if you've been here for a while, you know that I have been dabbling on and off with animal-based eating for over a year now. If you're completely lost on like what the heck is animal-based, go back and listen to podcast episodes 14, 22, and 59 for the real down low. I really break it down. But essentially, it's eating in a more traditionally consistent way. That's one way of putting it. So primarily, it's not carnivore, but meat, eggs, raw dairy, fruit, honey, root vegetables, things like that, that digest really well, that are really, really nutrient dense. And I absolutely see physique changes when I'm consistently animal-based, but one important thing, like I said, is that it's not full carnivore. So I'm absolutely not restricting any food groups. I'm simply eating foods that are really nutrient-dense and make me feel amazing and they digest well and my body loves. So the question was about macro tracking while animal-based. And as always, I'm going to dive right in because I want you guys to just have this clear understanding that we tend to overcomplicate it, right? So I have clients and I personally myself have tracked macros while I'm animal-based. I've also not tracked macros while animal-based. And really it's helpful during the transition period because it's going to take time for your body to adjust. This is for most people a very drastically different way of eating. For me, it wasn't that different. So I did track and I have tracked honestly to just make sure that I was eating enough because the foods are so good for you that it's really satiating. And I found that I was like, I want to just make sure I'm getting enough carbs, etc. So as always, it's really important that you make this. This is not medical advice. This is simply me sharing what's worked for me, what has worked for my clients, and how much you will need to eat. Your calories, your macros is going to be determined by all the things that normally they would be. So whether you're animal-based or not, your current body composition, your stats, uh, your goals, your dieting history, your activity level, all that good stuff. So how I typically would set up a macro split for animal-based is usually 1 to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight, but that's going to be varying just depending on how lean you are, how uh, much weight you have to lose, if that's your goal, if you're in a deficit, if you're not, if you're sedentary, if you're not. But typically that 1 to 1.2 is a sweet spot. If you have a higher body fat percentage, you're going to need a little bit less protein. If you have a lower body fat percentage, you can get away with being a little bit on that higher end of the 1.5 even. Personally, I struggle with this because I love protein. Like I love it. And so meat, 
Greek yogurt, like all that stuff. I just love it. So it's much easier, honestly, to eat, to meet this protein requirement when you are eating animal based, just because so much of the food is such dense protein sources. But you're going to have to experiment with what works for you. And like I said, based off of where you're at, if you're at maintenance, if you're in a deficit, et cetera. For fats, this is where it's going to be tweaked a little bit. One point, usually 0.8 to 1 grams of fat is typically what is recommended when you're animal-based. You're getting a lot more saturated fats. Usually you're having fat meat and higher fat protein sources. So you're going to just easily rack up that fat intake. Nothing wrong with that. I would say if you are used to only eating like a lower fat diet, you probably want to work your way up versus just jumping right up to 80, 90, 100 plus grams of fat a day. Let your digestion adjust and you can jump right into that and just know, okay, things are going to be wonky for a week or two. But most women really don't eat enough quality fats. And I've had this conversation with many women who have experimented with animal base that they feel so good all of a sudden, like their hair and like their periods are pain free. Like you literally, we don't get enough quality fats, point blank. Don't fear saturated fats. Go back and listen to the other episodes. I really dive into all the nitty gritty and science behind that as well. But it's going to likely feel like a change because most people are used to way higher carb, lower fat. But I do like when I go animal-based or when I have clients to just kind of tweak that. Give your body a break. You know, the metabolic flexibility piece is important too and kind of varying your diet. But it is a little bit higher of a fat intake, but that's because, well, fats are very calorie dense. Like I said, it's going to be really satiating. Um, it's going to be really nourishing and fats are really important. So they're very energy dense and you may find that you feel better on higher fat. This is where it really becomes individualized. If you're somebody who's doing a ton of high intensity exercise, you're really active, like you likely will need more carbs, but some people just feel better or they just prefer higher fat. And so you really kind of just have to experiment with what works for you. We definitely need carbohydrates though. So I don't advocate for a carnivore diet because I think that most people who do eventually run into health issues, whether that whether they're doing keto, carnivore, whatever, you're going to run into heart issues, brain fog, electrolyte issues. Usually you feel good for a bit and then things down the road happen. So it's been proven that there's, you know, most for the general population, you need carbohydrates, especially if you're in this industry where you're, you're trying to, you know, improve your body composition, or maybe you're just trying to have balanced hormones and feel good. You need carbohydrates. So typically 100 to 150 grams. And now I'm telling you, this is my personal experience with what I've figured out to work for me, for my clients. I would never put someone below hundred grams of carbs, especially because my clients are training. They're training, they're active, they're young women, they're menstruating, um, even older women they're, you know, we need carbohydrates. So typically 100 to 150 grams of carbs minimum which is on the lower end of what I would typically prescribe and usually what we typically get up to at maintenance um, in a traditional diet or, or just a flexible dieting. But you'll likely be getting a little bit more or a lot more of calories from your fat and your protein. So calories are there. And that's what I really want to emphasize is that we are not restricting any of the macronutrients. Animal base is really not. I honestly have found that my body responds so well when I eat really consistently animal-based that I don't even really need to be in too much of a deficit. Like it, it is just crazy. Inflammation goes, digestion improves. And when you're functioning optimally internally, 
you don't even necessarily need to go into drastic deficits because your body's just happy, it's safe, it's responding well. A safe body does not hold on to body fat. So let me just leave that there. But once you have your macro split figured out, which I would recommend working with a coach or if you are experienced, figuring out what works for you and trial and erroring over time. But you really just track it as you normally would. I use my fitness pal. I know there are a lot of other options out there. I still feel my best when I'm animal-based. I mean, my meals are still balanced. So I'll do, for example, like a full day of eating is going to be maybe eggs with fruit for breakfast with like collagen in my coffee. And I honestly, full transparency, even when I am fully animal-based, like I will still have things like my almond milk because raw dairy is one thing that I just haven't got on board with yet. Maybe someday. Um, I'll do half and half sometimes instead, but almond milk, I don't know. I just eat it. I don't care. I'm not going to be meticulous. I'm not going to be super neurotic about it. Um, I don't feel bad when I drink it. So that's one thing where I'm going to choose my battles. I'm going to choose a quality one and I'm going to just go from there. But typically, Breakfast is going to be like eggs with fruit. I prefer something lighter before I train. So that's why I do that. That was kind of my pre-workout breakfast before I was even animal-based anyways. Lunch or post-workout is typically meat with butter or avocado. And I like to do, I personally have gravitated so much more towards red meat. So I'm usually eating beef or bison occasionally ground chicken or I'll do some sort of chicken, but it just doesn't speak to me as much anymore. Once you get used to eating just really good quality, delicious red meat, (laughs) you don't want to go back. Um, But lunch, meat with butter or avocado for more fats, fruit, honey for carbs. Like I will typically do something similar for dinner as well. And it's usually just a combination of whatever I have. Um, but you guys see, I eat beef, butter with a mango and usually some maybe more fruit or something, honey for my lunch. And I look forward to that meal so much. I could cry. Um, I do also usually at dinners or lunch, I'll do some potatoes or something. I'll roast them in my air fryer, but root vegetables are something that I love and my body loves. So I usually keep those incorporated and that's absolutely okay. Really the goal is not to go crazy and say like, I can't have any of the more, especially as someone who trains and is active, I do find that I need more nutrient, I need more energy dense carbs. So that's gonna be things that aren't quite as high volume. I can eat a lot of fruit, but I do love to keep like potatoes, squash, things like that in the mix. I'll still do my carrot salad in the afternoon or just raw carrots. And then typically either afternoon or after dinner, if I need something else, I'll do like yogurt or cottage cheese with fruit for a snack. Um, but typically larger meals when I'm doing animal based, because you're eating so much, you know, quality protein and fat, you really, I find that larger meals work best for me and I'm so much more satiated. I don't have the desire to snack. And I really recommend that you find a a routine of eating that works for you anyways, whether you're animal based or not, because consistency and giving your body that consistency is really, really helpful. And especially people, if you struggle with any sort of blood sugar issues, digestion issues, giving your body a little bit of time between meals, I'm not talking like intermittent fasting, but just giving your digestion time to work between meals, I've found that I feel better. So wait till you get those hunger cues again and then eat. Um, But sometimes for me, that's four hours after lunch. Sometimes it's longer, but I just kind of am flexible. And if I need a snack before dinner, then I have it. If I don't, then I wait and I usually have something else after because I just find that it's just not always enough food for me. 
but you'll need to adjust it. And like I said, listen to your body. Find a routine that works for you. Tracking is simply a way to just help increase accuracy, whether your goal is to make physical progress or to just hone in on finding that routine, maybe figuring out what is or isn't working so you can transition to more of an intuitive approach without tracking. But you can't eat intuitively if you don't have the previous knowledge or experience to base your intuition off of, right? So we need to sometimes use tracking, use the data as a guide and as a tool, but we're not relying on it. We're not placing super extreme metrics on it. I am not somebody, even as a coach, who expects someone to hit their macros on the freaking dot every single day. I think that's honestly crazy unless you are super, super type A and that somehow works for you, but that doesn't work for me. (laughs) So I usually, and we're working with ranges, we're working with like, hey, hit your protein and your calories, let the rest fall where they may. I really like to encourage staying mindful and listening to your body, even when you're tracking, because it may take some time to find what feels good and listening and staying in touch with what your body's telling you, with your biofeedback. Even if you're tracking your macros and you let's say track for a week and you find all of a sudden you're like not sleeping great or it's lower energy, afternoon crash, use that data. Don't throw in the towel, use that data as a tool to pivot and still continue to experiment with what works for you. But I find that tracking can be really helpful. And like I said, I do it periodically. Right now, I am just kind of tracking a couple days a week. And I've really just in this season of life, I'm so busy. I've found that I just feel better when I'm having a couple days where I'm just more flexible. I'm still eating foods that feel good, that digest well, but I'm not feeling the need to track every single day. And that's okay with me. I don't feel like that's a requirement for life is to be 100% on 100% of the time. So I hope this was helpful. Feel free to head over. I do question boxes periodically or drop questions in the description below in the prompt because there's the ability to get in touch with me if you have specific questions to you. This came directly from Instagram. So I appreciate you listening. 